Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We would love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit our website at www.lifechurchofrichmond.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word.
a second. I know it's time for the preacher. I was watching some video clips. Somebody sent me a video clip this week. And I used to be a big ACDC fan when I was a, a teenager. And somebody sent me a video clip of ACDC in concert. I haven't watched them in over 20 years. So I just clicked on it and I played it. And I was watching. But you know what really stood out to me the most? Wasn't the music and it wasn't even the, the singing. It was the crowd. There was probably 100,000 people in the audience. There was not one hand at their side. <laughs> Angus, I think his name is Angus. I can't remember what his name He's up there. Y'all know how he sang. And they're jumping. And they're shouting. They're playing air guitar. And they're excited. I wonder what it's going to be like in heaven. And, and can I say it? wonder if some of us are going to be comfortable when we get there. So if you grew up listening to ACDC and Black Sabbath and Bob Seger like I did, or if you grew up listening to bluegrass and country or southern gospel like some of y'all did, I just want to ask you, is it all right if we take just a moment and if every person that is physically able that loves Jesus can lift their hands? Pretend like you're at your favorite concert. Give your favorite artist some praise right now. Yes! That's it. Hallelujah! 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 God, we glorify your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We magnify you, Jesus. I'm not the preacher today, but boy, I feel like I could this morning. It is such a privilege to be in God's house. We need to not ever feel bad about coming and worshiping the Lord. As a matter of fact, we ought to feel bad if we don't give God our best praise. Pastor Tony, why don't you come on up? Please remain standing if you would for just a moment. Daniel, we need a little more monitor in this for, for the speaker. We've had a great revival. It began last Sunday, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. It's been powerful. I feel like today is going to be the exclamation point on what God is doing. Amen. How many of you have enjoyed this revival so far this week? Hallelujah. God is not through yet. He's got something great for us today, so why don't we welcome him? He's one of ours, amen. Let's welcome Pastor Tony Swarit. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. If you'll remain standing just a moment, thank you for a wonderful week of being with you guys. Thank the Lord for what he's done and for what he's going to do in this house. Amen. Pastor Buddy said, I asked him, I was actually kind of being a little sarcastic. It's just kind of an old thing when evangelists would come. He'd, he'd say, uh, 
do I have liberty tonight? And so I was just kind of joking with him. He said, and I trust you. So in the spirit, because he's given me liberty, and he says he trusts me. I'm just going to, you know, I got to leave today. So it's, if you get mad, I leave and you don't have to see me for a little while. When I used to have to do marriage counseling and people would come and they'd gripe about their spouse and what was going on, there was uh, two things that usually once somebody would complain about what they weren't getting from the other person, it usually boiled down to two things. One person had either forgotten what they used to do to uh, show their love, their affection to their spouse, and then there was the other person who didn't know what they were supposed to do to show their love and affection. And both of those, you can solve both of those things, okay? So I'm going to talk a bit, of, a little bit about that today, and we're going to get into praise and worship, and we're going to respond. This is, I am a, uh, I am a uh, audience response kind of a preacher. So you remember you used to, go, before uh, PETA and all of that, you remember you used to go to a dolphin show, and like if you'd participate, the dolphins would do more tricks. We kind of need that kind of thing going on tonight. There's one thing I know about God. There's one thing I know about God and one thing I know about Pentecostal church. God likes it loud, and Pentecostal church is supposed to be loud. Now, you say, well, I wasn't raised Pentecostal. Pentecostal isn't a denomination. It's an experience, and we're experiencing it here right now. You say, well, how do you know God likes it loud? Because every time you read the scripture, he's telling people to scream, to shout, to clap. He never told anyone, hum in my presence and I shall come unto thee. They were shouting the walls down. And so in that spirit, I'm taking my liberty, not because nothing's right. Everything's perfect, lovely, and beautiful. But I just feel like I, I want to have like a Pentecost day. So in that spirit, sound man, would you turn the sound up? Like turn it, uh, not in the monitors, but in the house. Just turn it up. And if it's too loud for you, that's okay. Shout me down and then I'll know you got loud enough. But we're going to turn, we're going to crank it up tonight. We're, gonna, we're about to have, if you've never been to camp meeting, we're about to have camp meeting church right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to send the baptism of the Holy Ghost to this house. I ask you to baptize everyone that's here today with the power of Pentecost. Let there be an evidence of the fire of the Spirit of God in this service. I ask you to touch, redeem, restore, heal, and deliver. I ask you to move amongst the praises of your people. And as their praise goes up, let the glory come down. And as the glory comes down, let us never be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now would you give God a shout of praise and a clapping of the hands and raise the volume in this house. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Years ago, I... Uh, and, and, and I've already started my sermon, by the way. I'm just going to flow with how I feel like going today. Years ago when I had started my church in, uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, we, we had a small church. And we didn't have a, whole, we didn't have a lot of money. And, uh, but we did, we did with what we had. And so God was blessing us. And uh, there was one particular Sunday I was getting ready to leave my house. And Cole and Michael, uh, they're just little babies. Zachary wasn't even born yet. But as I was getting ready to leave the house to go to church, they came down and just started loving on me. I mean, just loving on me. Daddy, I love Michael, and I'm not going to do it for you because you'll make fun of me, but she was spinning. She was in a, in a baby tutu, and she had a binky hanging out of the side of her mouth like she's a smoker. Just, you know, just right there, just 
you know, like she's fixing a transmission with a little cigarette. Hang, you know what I'm talking about. She's got the binky just hanging in her mouth. And she, with, a, with this baby tutu, and she just starts spinning. I and she starts singing a song about how she loves her day. I love my daddy. I love. It's the be most beautiful song I've ever heard in my life. I think it should be like an award-winning song. It's written about me. I just, and that's all the words. I love my daddy. I love my daddy. Well, the more that she sang that song, and, and it, like, it would provoke Cole. Because he saw, like, there's something about having a daughter and don't, don't everyone get a complex but there's some when a daughter will do something to a father's heart I mean they just do something and the more she spun and the more she sang Cole could see that like I was getting like droopy eyes just looking at her and so then it started like Cole started saying things and like you know Cole Cole's not spinning and he's not wearing a tutu thanks be to God but I mean he was but he's he's trying he's he's essentially he's just trying to like pour out praise, affection, love on me, and I'm not going to lie. I liked it. I liked it. I felt good. I felt, I felt tall for the first time in my life. I mean, you should see me walking. I'm like, ah, uh, what? I'm all five, eight and a half right now. I mean, I felt good. I felt good. And it made me feel so good. You know what it made me do? It made me want to do something for my kids. And I needed to get to church. I needed to preach. It was Sunday morning. I got to get ready to preach. I could get ready to get to the service. But it provoked me to want to do something for my kids. And I didn't have a whole lot of money. But I know something my kids like. They like donuts. And so I left the house. I went to the store. I bought donuts. And I came back. And when I came back, they came. They said, Daddy, you came back? I said, yes. And I didn't come alone. I got donuts. Oh, my God in heaven. You'd have thought nobody feeds those children. They fell on the ground. They were holy rolling. They didn't even know what holy rolling was. I mean, we got donuts. There's donuts. Oh, my daddy brought us donuts. Daddy brought donuts. I mean, it was, and you know what, and it was such a show. You know what it did? It provoked me to want to do more. So on Monday morning when I had to go to the office, remembering what they had done the day before, they came downstairs and they did the whole thing again, and it provoked me. So I went to the, I went to the gas station. I mean, I told you, we, we, like, we didn't have Krispy Kreme money yet. We just had 7-Eleven glazed money back then. So I went to 7-Eleven, and I got the glazed donuts, and I came home. And when I walked in, I said, guess what I had? And Cole looked at me. Did you get the donuts? I said, yes, I did. And they started, I mean, they were dancing. They took their hands. We're now spinning. It looks like we're in a Jewish festival in front of the Western Wall. We're just, you know, we're kicking. I mean, we're just, I mean, just, we are having our time. And it provokes. I'm like, my God, I'm going to do this every morning. So the next day I go to 7-Eleven. And knowing how they got with the donuts, it provoked me to want to do more. So I came home with donuts. And remember, I was a young parent. I didn't know yet the, the, the power of sugar. I came home with donuts, and I came home with Slurpees. And I came in the door, and they said, Daddy, did you get the donuts? I said, not just the donuts. Oh, my God, you got Slurpees. I'm patriotic. There was a red one, there was a blue one, and there was whatever the clear one was. And they are going crazy. And so I went. So this, this little game lasted for five days. The next day, I went back to 7-Eleven. I came home with donuts. I came home with Slurpees. And I came home with candy. Every day, I came home with more because every day, they would do more. Now, there was like two verses and a bridge to the I Love Thy Daddy song. I mean, like Cole had learned like a rap about I, uh, what. And so, I mean, like they are just going on, I would come home and my cow would just run down and she'd jump into my arms and we'd spin like it's a movie. And their mom would come and she's like, you know, why don't you say hi to me like that? I'm like, well, why don't you say hi to me like this? <laughs> and so this thing went on for like four or five days. 
and after five days, I was broke. I ran out of money. I mean, you imagine, I ran out of money. I was coming home with, with the Slurpees and with the donuts and the candies and the snacks, and I had run out of money. So I, I was going to come home, and uh, I know, well, but I know they're expecting. At the, and now at this point, there's not, by day five, there's not so much songs, songs as there is just expectation. They're coming down, and now it's, it, it's, like, it's, it's a little bit more like when you got to pay the guy with the cigarette hanging out of the mouth at the transmission shop because now it's my kids coming down and say, hey, Dad, you get the donuts because, like, we got, you know, like, we, we got, um, what, what was the cartoon back there? We got little Einsteins is coming on in five minutes. So can, like, do you got the donuts? And so I didn't have a lot of money. So I went to 7-Eleven. I only had a few dollars, and I said, I can't do the whole show that I've been doing all week. When am I going to get them? I said, well, what's the thing that first brought them joy? It was the donuts before there was the Slurpees, before there was the Doritos, before there was the candy, before there was all the other stuff, before there was the big, swilly, you know, curvy, you know, fancy, bougie straw that cost 99 cents next to the Slurpee. I would get them, I'd get them donuts. And so I said, I'm going to bring home donuts home. And when I came home, they were waiting at the door and not, not, you know, not spinning, just like. Disney XD is about to say, like, you got to hurry, sir. Like, I want to sit with my sippy cup and my donuts, and you're taking a long time. And I walked in, and I said, here's the donuts. And my kids, and this is why you shouldn't be in a, if, if minister's kids, pastor's kids, it's just their curse in life. Everything shows up in a sermon. It's just their, it's just what, it's what happened. So, you know, that's why my kids aren't here today. They're not traumatizing more. They looked at the bag, and you know what they said? Cole said, that's it. Now, don't judge my kids because yours are the same. Don't you be calling Jerry Springer on me. Oh, I got, you got to listen to this man's children. Don't you be judging mine. I'll block you on Facebook too. Don't be looking at me right now. Yours are the same. You just don't have the mic and you don't want to tell anybody. Cole looked and he said, that's it? I said, yeah. And he goes, where's the Slurpees? I said, I didn't have money for all of that. I just, but this is what you, you remember when all of it started, you, this is what used to make you happy. He's like, yeah, but I kind of got used to all the other stuff. Now, I pull sermons out of the strangest places. I wish I could tell you that I was one of those theologically, you know, like deep spiritual type of preachers who I fast for 11 days and then I go on a Daniel's fast and then another fast and then I sit in silence in a room with my Bible with the hallelujah chorus behind me as I write in the Hebrew and Google translates translated, you know, and, and I, I wish I could tell you, I get my, like I'll be sitting at McDonald's and get like a crusty chicken nugget and I'll be like, I'm going to preach about that, right? There. I mean, like I get sermons out of the strangest places. <laughs> I'd be watching a movie. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't tell you where I watched this movie. But I'm going to preach about this right here. Well, that day, when that happened, this sermon was born. Because as I was looking at my kids, I started seeing myself. Because when I first fell in love with Jesus, when I first fell in love with Jesus, I didn't have a wife, I didn't have children. I didn't have money. I didn't have anything that I have today. But when I was a young saint in the Lord, when I was new, when I was fresh, when I was a kid in the church, 
All I needed was Jesus, and it was enough to make me shout. It was enough to make me dance. It was enough to make me jump. It was enough to make me run. You didn't have to hit me with the newest point that I had never heard in my life. You didn't have to come with the most eloquent, deepest thought sermon to make me respond. I, when I was a kid and I would come to church, as the song says and as the scripture says, every day was a day of thanksgiving we would come to church and we would worship and we would praise God not because of what he had given us but simply because of who he was and it was fun for us to come and be in God's presence and to worship him and to bless him and to sing unto him but God has been good to us and I'm not complaining about blessing because I like blessing I like blessing but what happens is that sometimes we get so blessed that we start focusing we forget what we've gotten, and we focus on what we don't have, and we forget how good we have it. And this happens in your marriage. This happens in your business. This happens with your children. And it can also transfer into your spiritual life, where it's no longer that the blood was enough, the cross was enough, the name was enough, the spirit of God was enough, redemption was enough, forgiveness of sins was enough. All of a sudden, these things aren't enough to move me, and now I need him to do more and more and more and more but might I remind you that if he did nothing else than everything he's already done he would be worthy of you to praise him for the rest of your life and for all of eternity may I remind you that our God is worthy of a high praise he's worthy of the best praise he's worthy of a loud praise he's worthy of a joyful praise because there's nobody like our God hallelujah Let me remind you today that he's so awesome that you still don't know everything there is to know about God. Generation after generation has existed and he is still, he's still surprising us. He's still leaving us in awe. Even the secular world will tell you that every week, on average, every week, they find a new universe. They find a new star that they never had knowledge of before. Thousands of years of past and we're still finding a new star and we're still finding a new universe every week God is surprising mankind and letting us know that with all of your technology with all of your wisdom with all of your science I'm still better than the best thing you've ever had I'm still greater than the greatest thought you've ever had there's nothing old about me I'm the God of today and I'm still doing a new thing says the spirit of the Lord in Psalms chapter 19, verse, one, verse uh, 1 and 2, says that the earth, it says that the heavens declare the glory of, the God, of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. That's Psalms 19. Romans chapter 8 says that the whole, the whole earth groaneth unto him. Luke chapter 19 says that the rocks cry out unto him. So the Bible says that the heavens praise the Lord. Romans says that the creation cries out to God. Luke says that the rocks cry out to God. Everything has to praise the Lord. The heavens praise the Lord. The earth praises the Lord. The rocks praise the Lord. And David said, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. 
If you're breathing today, if you have life today, you ought to praise God with your very best praise. You ought to praise him like he saved you. You ought to praise him like he died on the cross for you. You ought to praise him like he overlooked what you did last Friday. You ought to praise him like he loves you more than you love yourself. You ought to praise him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You ought to praise him like a savior, like a healer, like a redeemer. Give God. God praise today. Everything, everything has to praise the Lord. Psalms 148 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, ye heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all you angels. Praise him, all ye hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all the stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens. And praise him, waters and those that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He also established them forever, and he made a decree which shall not pass. And then it says, praise ye the Lord, the earth the dragons, and all the deep, the fire, the hail, the snow, the vapor, the mountains, the hills, the fruitful trees, and the cedars, the beasts, the cattle, the creeping things, and the flying fowl, the kings of the earth, all of the people, the princes, and all the judges of the earth, the young men, the maidens, the old men, the children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent, and his glory is above all the earth. The angels have to praise him. The heavens have to praise him. The sun has to praise him. The moon has to praise him. The stars have to praise him. The beasts have to praise him. The dragons have to praise him. The mountains have to praise him. The hills have to praise him. The trees have to praise him. The cedars have to praise him. The beasts and the cattle have to praise him. The kings have to praise him. The people have to praise him. The princes have to praise him. The judges have to praise him. The young men have to praise him. The young ladies have to praise him praise him. The old men have to praise him and the children have to praise him. Let everything praise ye the Lord. And I found something in Psalm 148 verse 8 that I never saw before in the King James Version. It says that the fire has to praise him, the hail has to praise him, the snow has to praise him, the vapor has to praise him, and it says, and the stormy winds have to praise him. The storm has to praise him. You've been cursing that storm that you've been living in. You've been cursing that thing that you've had to go through. But I prophesy to you that what the devil meant for evil, God's about to turn it to good, and your storm... Your storm, that storm you've been living through, that divorce you went through, that bankruptcy you've been fighting, that hell on earth, that storm is going to have to praise the Lord. Somebody give God praise in this house tonight.
I've stopped rebuking my storms because my storms that have been created to kill me and destroy me are going to have to bow their knee and worship the name of God. Even the storms have to praise the Lord. Even the storms have to praise the Lord. Cancer has to praise the Lord. Diabetes has to praise that divorce you lived through. God's going to get praise out of it because hell thought it was going to bring you under, but you're about to go over because God is on your side. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. If I were you, I'd shout, I'd praise God. Let everything, everything praise the Lord. He didn't leave anything out. He said the dragons have to praise him, and there is no such thing as dragons. And I think he went ahead and put that in there. God left it in there just so that you wouldn't have an excuse to say, well, that was written thousands of years ago, and I don't know. You don't know the things that are in my mind. Well, if you got dragons in your mind that have been tormenting you, even those tormenting thoughts are going to have to praise God because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. There's not a storm that hell has created. There's not a weapon the devil has formed against you that is going to be able to defeat the promise and the destiny that God has for you. So if I were you, I'd stop focusing on the storm and I'd focus on the master of the wind and I'd give him praise and adoration for who he is. The mountains have to praise him. The hills have to praise him. The trees have to praise him. The flowers have to praise him. The cattle has to praise him. The dragons have to praise him. The snow has to praise him. The fire has to praise him. What else had to praise him? The hail has to praise him. The kings have to praise him. The young people have to praise him. The old people have to praise him. The princes have to praise him. You judgmental Pharisees, you got praise him. Everybody, everybody, he, everything is in there. Everything has to praise the Lord. But the mountains, the cedar, the, cat, the, the cattle, the sun, the moon, the stars, the snow, the fire, the hail, the dragons, and all the other things that I said, they all have to praise the Lord. The angels, the elders, the hosts, and everything in heaven has to praise the Lord. But you got one praise going for you. That the angels can't sing, the elders can't sing, the mountains can't sing, the cedars can't sing, the cattle can't sing, dragons can't sing it, sun, the moon, the stars can't sing it, and even your storm can't sing it. You have the praise of the redeemed because when he died on the cross, he didn't do it for the, he died on a mountain, but he didn't die for the mountain. Hallelujah. When he died on that cross, he didn't do it for the angels, even though the angels saw it. He died for you and me. And you and I are the only ones that can praise him for the blood. We can praise him for the cross. And we can praise him because we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So today I want you to praise God like he's your Savior, like he's your healer, like he's your Redeemer. Angels, curiously watch your praise because they don't understand this praise because the blood wasn't for them. The blood was for you. And because of the blood, you're joint heirs with Christ right now. And the Bible says anything you ask shall be yours. So give God a praise for the blood.
that we don't even deserve. We don't even deserve all the good stuff that we have. We don't deserve all the good things that God has done for us. And we know that. But I'll also remind you today, because some of this is memory for some, and some of this is new for some others. But you need to remember that he did all of this, all of this, before you ever loved him, before you ever acknowledged him, before he ever did a good thing for you, or before you ever attempted to do a good thing for him. He loved you before you did anything anything. The Bible says he knew you when you were being formed in your mother's womb. And it makes the angels cure. It's my opinion. I mean, they work with him. They've hung out with him since the beginning of time. But they have to be curious. What is it about this God? These people down here have been messing up for thousands of years. These people have been doing some crazy stuff. You had you had to save them in a boat one time. I mean, they've been movies about it, Jesus. I mean, you had to bring them through the sea. You had to bring them through the river. These people rebel all the time. But what is it about them that's different about them and different about what is it about them that compels you that you would even take on human form and come in the form of Lord of Jesus Christ and that what what is it about them we are what it is is that we are blood of his blood we are his children we're not just we're not just the sheep of his pasture we are his children and the Bible says he loves us with an unfailing love that means he knew we were going to fail us but he's already made a commitment, I'm not going to fail you. I'll be there with you and I'll wait for you till you get things right. And that's why he's worthy of a praise that even the angels can't understand. He loved me before I loved him. He forgave me before I asked for forgiveness. And he is faithful and he has been just and he has been good to me. And that's why, that's why I want to be careful. Because he's been good to me. I want to be careful that I don't get so spoiled by the goodness of God. That when I stand into his presence, I don't do what my babies did to me so many years ago and say, that's all? I want to be in his, I want his presence to be enough to make me tremble, to make me get the chills, to make me be excited, to make me be thankful because I'm standing in the presence of the ancient of days. I might not ever meet the president. I might not never meet the governor or congressmen or congresswomen. I might not ever meet Aerosmith. I might not ever meet ACDC or whoever else y'all were talking about today. I might not never meet any kind of movie star or anybody famous, but every Sunday and every day that I call on the name of the Lord, I stand in the presence of the ancient of days. I stand in the presence of he who died on the cross and saved me. And if you'll shout his name today, the Bible says he'll inhabit the praises of his people. You're one shot away, you're one praise away from standing in the presence of the God that set the Israelites free from Egypt, Daniel from the lion's den, and gave David victory over Goliath. You're one cry away from standing in the presence of that God. And if he did it for Israel, if he did it for Moses, and he did it for David, what could one shout bring you out of today? What could one praise do for you today? Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Come on, give him praise in the house. So I don't feel, I don't think it should take all of that. Well, you'd have to read this Bible pretty clear to be able to argue against what this Bible says. He told us to shout. He told us to clap. He told us to dance. 
He told us to sing. He never told anyone to hum. He never told, and I, that's fine. And, and, and look, I'm not, I know I'm taking some liberty. I'm being funny with some of this stuff. But what I know about God is that he likes a good praise. He likes it loud. He likes it when his, when his children show their joy and show their exuberance. I was preaching in Singapore. Uh, I've preached in Singapore every year for the last few years. And I recently met the bishop of the church, in, uh, a bishop of some churches in China. And he showed me on his phone some videos that I, I'm, I guess I'm not supposed to see. He couldn't share them with me, but he said, I'm going to show you what it's like in China. And I watched these Chinese people. I watched as they sat in their house church underground and they sat on their hands. I'm not making it up. There's no hypersensationalism here. I'm not twisting the story, exaggerating the story. Go to Singapore with me in June and I'll find the video for you again. Takes care of that. They're sitting on their hands, worshiping God like this. Worshiping God. And I watched as they tremble and shake like this. And I asked, and I'm not making fun. I promise I'm not making fun. I've been to the Western Wall. I've seen when Jewish men pray at the Western Wall. And I've seen when they pray like this and they rock. They rock like this. And I asked, I wasn't being funny, because I heard someone say that, that, uh, that, that one, I, it's, it, well, I don't have time to get into all of it. But I, I heard somebody say one time that maybe one of the lost tribes of Israel uh, migrated to Asia. And so I, I legitimately asked, I said, I noticed that they, they pray like the Jewish people at the Wailing Wall. Do, do you think that's because of Jewish blood? And he, and, he, and he looked at me and said, I don't know. That's what he told me. I don't know. He said, I don't know. I said, well, wh but look at how they're doing. I mean, they're, they're rocking and they're trembling. I can't even do it. They're trembling and they're rocking. And I said, well, why did they do it? He said, Pastor, they're overcome by the presence of God. But they can't shout. They can't scream. They can't do what you do because they would be killed if they do what you do. So they have to do their best. I need someone to come hold this mic real quick. Hey, Bishop, Bishop T.D. Jakes, come over here real quick. Hurry up. Well, you too. You sit here by me and tremble with me. Get over here, Bishop. Hey. Jake's just laid hands on me right now. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I was in a service where Bishop Jake's was preaching, and they sat me right next to him. I didn't know. My eyes, because I was closed, I was having a spiritual moment, I was worshiping, and when I opened my eyes, he was there, and I looked, like, like <laughs> and he looked at me. He goes, hello. I said, hi. Hi there. He looked, he goes, <laughs> he's thinking, security, get me away from the white boy right now. Okay. Don't leave me, Bishop. Hold the mic, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. B Bishop wants a mic right now, Bishop. I said, what are, he said, they can't shout like you do. They can't, they don't have the liberty to do what you do. He said, so that's the best that they can give God. That's the best praise they can give, lest they be killed. And he said, and even with that, if this is, do it with me, man. even if this is all they can do, 
they'll run the risk of going to jail, and they'll run the risk of death if this is all they can give God. He said, but this is the best they can do. They have to sit on their hands, he said, because we tell them to sit on their hands. Because if they don't sit on their hands, they'll start clapping, and they'll start making all kinds of noise, and the government will find them. So they have to sit on their hands, and they have to just rock back and forth and tremble, giving God at least the little bit of praise they can do. He said, that's why, Brother Suarez, you should let everyone know how blessed they are to live in a country where no one governs how they praise God, where no one says you can't do that. That's too much. No, no, no. He said you ought to thank God that you have liberty and you have freedom to give God your best praise. Now, I don't know how bad this week has been, and I don't know what you've gone through, but you ought to give God your very best praise right now simply because you can, because you can lift your hands, because you can shout, because you can... You say, why are you doing it? Because I can. Give God praise in this house. I don't need another reason to praise him. I'm just going to do it because I can. Because I got the freedom to do it. I got the liberty to do it. I'm going to give God a praise according to his excellent greatness. And I'm going to make sure all of Richmond, all of Virginia, all of the U.S., all of the earth is filled with his glory. Come on, shout unto God. Stay standing, I'm done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Praise and worship. Stay standing with me because I'm done. It's simply the demonstration of my love and my affection towards him. He's so good to me that he makes me do things that are irrational to others. He'll make, he does things that I love so much, I'll act like a fool for him. I'll jump, I'll da- I don't even know how to dance, but I'll dance just because I love him. I'll clap my hands even if I clap off beat just because I love him. And if your jewelry's getting in the way of your clap, take those rings off and make sure that you give them a pain-free clap. But make sure that nothing hinders your praise today. If your shoes are in the way, lay your shoes off to the side since he laid your sins off to the side. Whatever is hindering your praise, leave it. But make sure, I'm going to make sure that God gets the best praise today. I'm going to make sure that God knows that I still love him with the donuts or without the donuts. With the Slurpees or without the Slurpees. Without the cars and the houses or with the cars. You're worthy just because of who you are. Just because of who you are. Say, well, Suarez, I haven't been raised in a church like this. This seems a little weird. I don't know how to do all that. Yes, you do. Pretend you won the lottery. Pretend your wife agreed to marry you. Now that she's married you and knows all your stuff. Now you should really be excited. 
Shout like you got the promotion. I know how you do it, your job. This lady is up here, and I'm not, ma and, and I do this respectfully. She came up here with the assistance of a cane, and she beat about 500 of you to get in this altar. And, and don't be coming running now, okay? She's already here. Thank you for proving my sermon. I know how you do when you get that promotion at your job. And your boss says they're giving you a $20,000, a $10,000 a year promotion. And at the, at the, at the, at the desk, you're thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm going to. And, and as you're walking, you go find the bathroom all the way to the bathroom. You're like, and then you go, you'll be cool walking to the bathroom because there's three other people in there. And you'll pretend like you're combing your hair because you don't. And as soon as they leave, you'll lock yourself in the stall. I know how you are. Well, pretend like the God of the universe took human flesh and died on the cross to pay your sin for eternity and pretend like no one is watching him and get excited that the God that owns all the cattle on a thousand hills, that has all the gold and the silver in his hands, loves you, favors you, and blesses you. And according to who he is, let everything, let everything, hold on. I know you're saying, as far as you don't have to say anything more, just stop and let us praise. When David wrote Psalms 150, verse 6, he said, Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. He wasn't in church. He wasn't in a sanctuary. He wasn't in a temple. He was watching sheep on a hill. He was playing church the way I used to play church when I was five years old in the basement of my house in Chicago. He was playing church. He was preaching to the trees. He was preaching to the grass. He was preaching to the flowers. And he was preaching to the sheep. He said, let everything huh, that hath breath, I praise ye the Lord. And the trees began to wave. And the lambs began to bah. And the flowers began to bloom. But that verse wasn't intended for flowers and for trees and grass. It was intended for you and it was intended for me and David made sure that he didn't put an asterisk at the end of Psalms 150 and say let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord if everything's going right and you have a lot of money and you have perfect health and everything's going right there is no disclaimer at the end of the chapter so that means whether everything's going good or everything's going bad whether you're living through heaven or whether it feels like hell let everything praise ye the Lord look at these praisers that are coming look at these praisers that are filling this altar hey sis you come lead the choir you you come forward where are the rest of my praisers at tonight where are the rest of my praisers here where are the rest of my we're about to praise God according to his excellent greatness I want you to show God tonight how much you love him, how much you worship him. Let's sing unto the Lord.
gonna sing it again in a moment. If you need a miracle today, if you need healing today, if you need anything from God today, I want you to press into this altar right now. There's a whole lot of room up here in front. Press your way through, and we're going to praise God to the miracle. We're going to praise God to the healing. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. When God shows up, all of his goodness, all of his blessing, and all of his benefits come with him. So as you praise God, I believe there's healing in your praise. I believe there's deliverance in your praise. I believe there's joy in your praise. So in a moment, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. And when I shout now, they're going to start singing, can't stop praising his name again. And I want you to fill this house with praise and worship to God simply because you can. Father, in your precious, mighty name, I ask you to look upon your children today as they praise your wonderful name. Your word says that you would inhabit the praises of your people. And I ask you, holy God, that as the praise goes up, let your presence, your manifest presence, come and fill this room. And as you fill this room, bring healing, bring deliverance, and bring joy in the name of Jesus. Let everything that hath breath Praise ye the Lord now. Come on, give a praise. Yeah. Praise in his 